Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. My name is Brad Gabrielson, and the guest today are Jennifer Miller, Greg Mullins. Jennifer, who's the guest, special guest? All right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Well, so today we have a, a repeat guest, and I know previous times we've had guests come back. Uh, but this time our guest is coming back a little sooner. Um, so from this season back in episode number eight, we had Heather Lorenzen from Gigi's Playhouse Fargo on the episode. And Gigi's Playhouse is a Down Syndrome Achievement Center. And she is back to kind of just give some updates and maybe unfortunate updates about a current, current situation with the Playhouse. So Heather, why don't you um, introduce yourself and? Great. Well, thank you for having me on again this year. Um, I am the executive director, as you said, of Gigi's Playhouse in Fargo. We are North Dakota's only Down Syndrome Achievement Center. Uh, we provide educational enrichment opportunities that are therapeutic, educational, and social based for individuals with Down Syndrome and their families. Our mission is to change the way the world views Down syndrome by creating a global message of acceptance for all. Um, and with that, our programs, you know, part of our mission is our, um, we never want cost to be a barrier to success. So as we uh, talked about a few months ago, our programs are free to our families um, as we are 100% donor funded. So on May 11th, um, we had a devastating fire um, that, caused us to not only lose the structure of our building, um, but all of the resources that we used for our programs inside, leaving us at a complete loss. Um, and so over the last 35 days, um, you know, we've had uh, um, some different paths and roads to, to follow, um, to kind of learn through this time. Um, personally, you really never know what you don't have until you don't have it. Um, and it is, you know, um, the night of the fire, I was at a local store um, purchasing a laptop just so that I could regroup and attend a meeting the next day um, to kind of start getting our feedback on the ground. So, um, but I just want to first of all say thank you to our community um, and just the generosity. Um, I know we've tried to connect a little earlier here, but, um, but just overall taking the time to really keep us in your thoughts and um, any ways of giving to help us get our feedback on the ground. Well, uh, that certainly is a major uh, snag uh, when you're running, uh, you know, the organization day to day, minute to minute, you know, program to program. And then all of a sudden there's a fire and everything stops. I mean, like right in their track. So uh, what were the first, uh, what was the first day like as far as trying to discover 
you know, how it started, how much damage, what do we do today? How do we reorganize? What were the kind of the, the first things that kind of went on? You know, I think the day of um, the fire, um, I, I think the most important thing for, I want to, um, I was in the building, um, I got out safely and everyone in our strip mall, um, all employees were out safe. Um, the neighborhood we were in, in the complex, um, we all supported each other and made sure that everyone was out. And I think, you know, that's something to always remember. People cannot be replaced, but things can. And so as we sat outside um, watching our, our playhouse burn, um, it was initial shock. And it was, um, our phone started ringing um, to the point when it was myself and board members, um, our families reaching out. You know, first of all, everyone's thought is, is everyone safe? Um, and the answer is yes, everyone is safe. Um, and, you know, it just the outpouring of support as things were happening, um, whether that was space to start resuming programs to how can we help with materials, how can we help here, um, was it, it took us a couple days to get through all of the messages. I think we're still trying to filter through. So if you're listening today and we haven't said thank you or acknowledged you, we've received that. Um, we are doing our best to shuffle through. Um but, you know, in looking at planning, um, we, you know, as a team, our solid team um, came together and we knew our families needed us the most. Um, we are grateful for the Dakota Medical Foundation for not only offering some resources, um, but a space for me to work out of, which I think was just essentially working at home was something that, you know, in 2020 was kind of a norm. But yes, as we've outgrown yes. that a little bit, when you lose that space to, you know, host meetings or have more than one person and not that we don't want to invite people to our houses, but want to making it more business-like. So, you know, we had a meeting at the Dakota Medical Foundation that next day, as we all kind of regrouped to kind of put together a plan. And let me tell you that plan from May 12th to that plan today, has it changes every day. Um, but our, our ultimate goal remains the same, serving families through our programs and ensuring that we're fulfilling our mission in our community. Well, can you talk about a little bit about uh, you were a tenant, right? Right in that is a, a you were leasing the space. Yep. Okay. So what? So what was the 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 discussion as far as you know? The was there any discussion about insurance and rebuilding, or do we just relocate? Do we? What do we do? Was there kind of a? Yeah. So Time this or... has been an ongoing discussion with our executive board and board. We are insured. However, we all know that insurance is never going to make us whole again. Um, I think the one thing for us as a playhouse is that coming off of the COVID-19 pandemic, we talked about last time how we shifted all of our programs to a virtual platform and we're moving everyone back to in-person with the goal of our summer session in June here, 2021, to have everyone back in person, all ages. And so, you know, it's as we discussed, so insurance will never make us whole again. Um, in regards to these discussions on whether we're going to rebuild, where we're going to rebuild, really, I don't have any information on that in regards to, we have to wait for insurance. Once we have insurance, then we can start putting together those plans. I can confirm that we will rebuild. Um, the location, I'm not sure where. I know we have um, kind of been inquiring about a few different spaces in our, within our community. For sure, we'll be staying in the Fargo community. And, um, but I'm hopeful in the next few weeks to have a better update 
In regards to our programs and having a space to run them, we did secure on June 7th a location um, for a temporary programs. Um, so we have a temporary office um, slash program slash space. And actually tonight, June 17th, is our first um, adult program taking place in that facility. Um, we're working on internet. I mean, it's all these things you don't think about that you have established as a business and that you've had for five and a half years that it's like, okay, we have a space now. We have to get internet. Today I went and bought a router. I mean, just these small pieces that yeah. in order just to get up and function. So, um, <laughs> it's all the yeah. piecemeal items, yeah. Yeah, so within within the next few weeks, we're hopeful that once insurance is settled, uh, we'll be able to, you know, let our community know where we're rebuilding and our families. I know they're all eager to know as we're still as a team um, kind of going through that process. So now I just have a quick one here to, to pop in. Now on the rebuilding, does that mean that you are a developer would be helping you rebuild with the goal of you then leasing that space or a goal of rebuilding where you would plan to, you know, capitalize that space yourself as GG? Yeah, that's a really great question. And actually we've had um, several meetings around that topic. Um, at this time, we don't have a decision either way. Um, okay. So we're, our team is ultimately weighing out our options. And I know we have research on it and, you know, Looking into a board meeting next week is going to be more further discussion on that. Things are things are pretty uh, pretty fluid right now. Then, as it's it, there's no static, nothing is sitting, everything is moving sideways and upside and down and every which way to try to put things together. So it is. You know, I like to. Um, I was visiting with someone the other day, and they talked about. You know, we're sitting at about 35 days post-fire or give or take. You can do the math. <laughs> My days all mesh into one. Yeah. Some, some days it feels like it's been 30 seconds after the fire. And honestly, some days it feels in this 35 days-ish, it's been five years. And so um, there are a lot of pieces in this puzzle um, that as a team, we're making tremendous strides. And then there's some days where... Um, we just need to reset. And it's like, oh, this might not work for us. This will work for us. Um, ultimately, right now we're developing a capital campaign um, to help us raise the funds to rebuild our playhouse um, in, in hopes mid-July to be launching that within our community. Can people donate? How can they go about doing that? Yes, so we are currently, uh, financial contributions are what are helping us, one, to get programs back up and started, and two, to go into our rebuild fund for our future new home facility. They can go to our website, um, ggsplayhouse.org and backslash Fargo, make sure there's a backslash Fargo. And then right on the main screen, there is a big green button. Um, it will say rebuild from the fire. Um, they can click on that button there. Donations at this time are being matched by the Dakota Medical Foundation, Alex Stern Foundation, and um, FM Raise Your Spirit, as well as the Engelstead Foundation. So um, donations right now have doubled the impact towards our mission, which is extremely great. Um, also on our website, ggsplayhouse.org backslash Fargo. If you're not a person who likes to give um, online, um, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, our address, which is our temporary P.O. box, it has been updated and you can certainly mail a contribution to us there as well. 
Very nice. So pretty easy to do that. You are uh, so you are in in uh, kind of a partnership in a way with uh, the Dakota Medical Foundation, which here in the community has been uh, very integral in uh, matching or helping to match fundraising efforts by uh, other groups, other nonprofit, other causes, I guess. And you mentioned the uh, the Engelstead um, organization. And was there another one that you had mentioned as well? Yes, the Alex Stern Foundation and FM Raise Your Spirits. Okay, I haven't I've heard of the Alex Stern, but the F S FM Raise Your Spirits, I don't remember hearing that one before. Yes, they um, have provided support to us in our first progress of bringing Gigi's to the Fargo Moorhead community back in 2015 would have been kind of 2014 timeframe. And I know that the Alex Stern Foundation, Dakota Medical Foundation and FM Raise Your Spirits came together for a match for us, which we're just grateful for their support. The Dakota Medical Foundation team, I just want to say how grateful um, and how overjoyed and humbled we are for their support. Being a solo um, full-time employee, I wear a lot of different hats <laughs> in regards to marketing, um, doing outreach, processing donations, execution of programs, and ensuring that our team is meeting all the metrics. And I mean, so many different hats. And I think that's one thing I love is the variety that I personally get to experience on a daily basis. But the Dakota Medical Foundation team has really stepped in to help us and we would not be where we're at in the last 35 days without their support. Um, their marketing team has helped us develop um, a three-week campaign, which is currently running. Hmm. So if you don't follow us on social media, and you can always go back and follow us on social media, it is Rise Together to Rebuild the Playhouse as we accelerate acceptance. And so um, talking about how your funds can help and really what it does for our individuals and participants and their families. And so what the great things that Gigi's has done in the last five and a half years and what we're going to continue to do. So without their team, I don't think we would be where we're at today. And so it's just been an immense resource as well as the outpouring of support from our community has just been absolutely amazing. I truly believe in this statement because I've met so many wonderful people here in the last month. And we live in one of the best communities in the nation. We truly do in regards to gratitude, in regards to ways to help. We're just willing to help um, those in need. And so um, I'm tremendously thankful for that. And I can speak behalf of our team and I know our families to really help us to where we want to go. So you found it generally uh, the experience to be that uh, the support uh, from the community, from the different leaders to uh, everyday people, the businesses, you found the support to be quite uh quite good right off the bat is that what your kind of your experience was and that you had so many people step up uh, in a in a pretty quick way to help get things uh, moving we have and you know i'm i'm here today and i'm the last person that's going to always ask for help or oh yeah you can do that um I think that's in my own gratitude and learning um, is that it is okay to ask for help. And, and especially during a time, a time like this, when, like I said, you really, is, you don't, you don't know what you don't have till you don't have it, that it is okay to ask for help. And I think 
that's something, you know, a tip for all is that, you know, it's whether you're going through a tragedy or you have a new goal, I think it is okay to go ahead and, you know, ask others for help and find those resources and those supports to really help um, put your puzzle pieces back together to fulfill your mission. Absolutely. Have to have that network around to keep you from pulling the rest of your hair out, you know. <laughs> I, I have to say my hair's turned a little gray here. I might have to go get it. <laughs> you got two no. or three in there that <laughs> popped up. Huh? Uh, yeah, but well, those, well. those those grays come all in pride and all because of the individuals that I get to serve on. It's wisdom, day. Heather. Those are whiz <laughs> strands of wisdom. Right. They wisdom really are. <laughs> <laughs> we we ha I have them. I know Brad's got them. Probably <laughs> Jen may be a little young yet, but they'll, they'll, the wisdom will come soon to her as well. Eventually, the <laughs> wisdom with age, huh? Brad, did you have a question here about uh, about the fire here? As a matter of fact, in the programs and services you need to provide that they is out of the fire. Yeah, so we actually on May 11th paused all of our programs that were offered to our families, which included all of our summer programs, as we needed to put together a plan. Um, it is so great the amount of space we were offered. However, in space, part of our programming is the optimal learning resources we had within our facility. So a couple of things just to kind of bring into light on what we lost. Um, we lost a state-of-the-art um, physical therapy, occupational therapy gym space, which had a rock wall dance studio equipment to really help our kiddos thrive. Um, and those therapists who volunteer their time run our programs for that optimal benefit. We had a full service like soundstage. Our stage helped bring out self-confidence, but it was like movie theater kind of setting um, to really like embrace technology. Um, as I think some of our younger kiddos can operate an iPad better than I can, honestly. <laughs> um, but, you know, really helping our technology that we had within the Playhouse was to promote independence. Signing in as we track all of our program volunteer hours and our participation hours. We had a toddler toilet for independence. So believe it or not, our kiddos were toileting on the toddler the toilet because they were mimicking their brothers and their parents versus having to put on um, the supplemental. It, it was mimicking the same thing and that helped build that independence piece. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the liter the resources we had. So um, our resources for our literacy and math tutoring program aren't just what you go buy at a big box store. They were specifically designed and um, for the learner with Down syndrome and the research base behind it. And so in looking at Brad answering your question, a little long winded, but you know what we lost inside that facility had a lot more meeting than just walls and just a space. It was learning resources for families. So um, and, and to bring out, you know, those best developed, helping with low muscle tone, speech development, gross motor skills, um, socialization, and those kind of cue things that really helped them. And so we did pause all of our programs because we lost all those materials. And in the last, I mean, I am so ecstatic. Three weeks after the fire, we launched our first program. Um, we brought back, so we're running on a limited scale right now. We did um, 
like I said, paused all programs. And as we have our volunteers trained and resources and our space and resources available for age groups, we're starting to bring those programs back. On June 3rd was our first program after the fire. It was our adults, fantastic friends. Part of that program is engaging our adult participants in the community. And one of the things they've learned the most here out of all this, um, they're having a really hard time understanding why they can't go to Gigi's, um, driving by it, why it looks different, uh, because it is burned down. <laughs> Just that mental process of routine, right? My friends are so routine-based. Um, oh, and now we have, a kink, we have a kink in their routine. And so um, it, part of their program is to engage them in the community. So they had a picnic at a parent's house. It was 100 degrees out. <laughs> but they got together and we were able to kind of talk and process tonight. Um, this group meets every other Thursday. They're meeting at our temporary location, Adapt Music of Fargo. Um, Bridget is coming in for some music enrichment activities. So we'll socialize, we'll answer questions about the fire, and we'll have a little bit of fun. The second program that we brought back last week was our Gigi Fit Infant and Toddler program. And we're currently using the gym space at Pediatric Partners and their equipment for us to optimally run this program. These toddlers met this morning and Brad, Jennifer, Greg, oh my goodness, the giggles and the smiles of achievement. I, like I said, follow us on social media. I cannot oh, put into words how these kids are thriving and just so excited to be back in back. So right now, those are the two programs we have. My goal is to bring a couple more programs back in July. And then as we move forward, we'll start to build based on uh, our community's contributions and support to help obtain those program materials so we can bring them back for more age groups. And so for us to be here a month later and say that we've effectively ran four programs so far, I'm proud of that. I hope the next time I visit, even if it's just a quick update, I can say we have 20 programs um, yeah. going on. Um, but yeah, each day gets a little better and a little brighter. And um, we're continuing to support our families and our community. Fantastic. Thank you. And then just to um, review, so Gigi's Playhouse, uh, Down Syndrome Achievement Center, for the programs are for people of all ages. Was that correct? From infant to all up through, there's, you know, different programs for different ages of children plus adult program. Was that correct? That is correct. Yep. All ages, even prenatal diagnosis. So we meet with parents finding out that their child has a 99% chance of coming into this world with Down syndrome and providing them hope in the resources and the supports that they need to celebrate their child beyond a diagnosis. So, so mm -hmm. really that prenatal all the way through adults is the programs that we run. Yeah. And you have a lot of siblings who come also, right? So there, there's the children, you know, or adults with Down syndrome, but then there's also, is that correct? Like children or the siblings who don't have a diagnosed disability. Is that, is that right? Yes. So our programs are family orientated. Um, and so we encourage siblings, parents, grandparents, cousins to come as they are learning how their brother or sister, it may take them a little longer due to that low muscle tone. So I'd like to give an example. Um, I talk fast. I acknowledge I talk fast. But when I'm around my friends with Down syndrome, um, I do slow down. It takes about 80 muscles in our, in our jaws and our mouths to say one word. And so our, my friends with Down syndrome may take a little longer to say a sentence or respond in that processing time. And so um, our programs are designed to help their brothers and sisters understand that 
their siblings might not be answering their questions at the rate they want them or their peers, but their bodies are having to work three or four times harder because they have low muscle tone. And, and that, that's why it may take that. And for them to learn that among other siblings and peers who are going through and living is just such a valuable resource for our family. So it really sets us apart, makes us unique. And then also for our parents, giving them hope beyond a diagnosis. Gigi celebrates achievements and it's every small milestone. And we want to celebrate that. And we want parents to be able to find resources through us, as well as be able to network to see what's worked for their child or brainstorm or really provide that engulfing um, support system that they might not get somewhere else. Cool. Very, very cool. And I don't know, I mean, to your knowledge, are there any other like comparable organizations that do the same thing as GGs? I do know that in locally, there is an enrichment center by the autism center for more so, and it's fairly new. They've been fundraising um, for their enrichment center um, in regards to um, the autism spectrum disorder and some other, I'm not fully aware if it's family inclusive. I do know that it is for their participants. And so I can certainly do some more research and I know I should know, I know. I feel like, like I said, five years has escaped me here in the last 35 days that some of those answers that I would quickly know off the top of my head uh, have just kind of shifted a little bit. No problem. I just thought out of curiosity and for our listeners, just because, you know, Gigi's Playhouse is a very, uh, you know, a a very unique organization just in what it, I mean, unique, specialized, but very with with a a broad scope in, in what it does. So just, yeah, just curious if there's, um, you know, or n- nationwide organizations, maybe there are that, that could be a, t- a future topic. Maybe we'll, we'll yeah. Greg, Greg and Brad and I will do some research to talk about other types of organizations down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what sets GGs apart is that, you know, um, we're very research-based. We're not just running a program to run a program because it's fun. There's a lot of science and a lot of learning methodologies that are behind why we're doing the things that we're doing to challenge the individual with Down syndrome off of four universal um, challenges, hypertonia, low muscle tone, cognitive delay. So that's like your speech. And in cognitive delay, we include kind of our math and literacy programming um, goals to keep kiddos in their peers, or excuse me, in the classroom with their peers, acceptance. So global acceptance, and then adult opportunities. Ultimately, our programs are through a lifespan, and our goal is to have individuals with Down syndrome be contributing members to our society, having jobs in our community, playing on sports teams um, among their peers, and staying in the classroom in those earlier years with their peers as well. Awesome. So cool. And then just just let's remind our, our, our listeners, so what, what year was the Fargo location founded, and when was Gigi's Playhouse, the national, when, when was the, what, when was the original founding of it? Yeah. So um, our national playhouse was founded in 2003 by Nancy Gianni and her daughter is named Gigi. So about 18 years ago. And there currently there are over 54 open playhouses in the United States and Mexico. The Fargo playhouse was the 25th playhouse to open. And we opened our doors September 26, 2015. It does take about three years to open a playhouse from the starting process all the way to opening our doors in our community. And so with the fire, you know, you look at three years ago or just five and a half years ago, it took us three years to bring the playhouse to 
our Fargo Moorhead community and yeah. this fire. We're looking at one year of hopefully trying to reopen our doors. And so, yeah. but yes, as a, we are a national network promoting global acceptance. Our programs are all based on the same methodologies. However, each playhouse in the community they serve raises money that goes back to their community. So every dollar that is raised towards the Fargo Playhouse is staying here locally um, and is impacting our Fargo, Moorhead and surrounding communities. So I think that's something essential and that like I'm super proud of is that I know our community likes to support our community and our families and our mission locally. We are a national brand, yes, as we are striving for acceptance for all. I think that's, you know, where I say accelerate acceptance. You're going to get used to me. Anytime you hear me or see me, I'm going to talk about acceleration of acceptance because we all deserve to be accepted for who we are and what we are and what were our dreams and what we're going to accomplish. And it's putting those support systems in place in order to do that. Yep, cool. And I just, uh, I'll maybe chime in and I, I know I've meant, I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but my younger sister was born with Down syndrome, but it was long before Gigi's was probably even an idea. Um, so that that's one of the reasons why I think this is such a fantastic organization, because had, had it existed in, you know, Grand Forks, North Dakota, way back, I did, it's something that my family absolutely would have been involved with. There were other organizations such as the the ARC, uh, Upper Valley ARC Advocacy Research Resource Center. And then, you know, she later got involved with Special Olympics. It provided a lot of the, you know, the socializing, but uh, Gigi's is, you know, for, for the, that reason, uh, one of those reasons is just very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I just, I just love seeing the impact that, that it has on our community. Yeah, thank you. No, and I think, you know, when I look at, I know with some of the questions we have and questions where we've received is in, you know, the pandemic helped us reach a further through our programs through virtual platform. And I think in looking at rebuilding, um, we, as a board and a team, we've had some bigger goals in kind of our five to 10 year plan. And when I look at, you know, our phase one of rebuilding, um, obviously it's a temporary location, which we can check off our box, right? Um, but then it's filling that with some of those tangible learning resources in that phase one, but it also is looking at our facility in that rebuild, where we're gonna go. We're looking at bringing the Amina Grace Speech Program, um, which has been, it was a two-year goal for us here um, to our playhouse. And then looking at enhancing our gym space um, in this in this rebuild and this envisioning of what we're going to have within our space. Um, as we've noted that the GG Fit program um, has been vital. But our phase two is looking at career development training. And so this is not only, yes, we impact the Fargo-Moorhead community, but however, we impact the Down syndrome community across the state of North Dakota and Northern Minnesota. And so these resources are for families as you know, we're able to provide them. And um, that phase two is that career development training program for our teens and adults. And phase three is looking at, and I, Jennifer, you're going to love this one just because I love this one and it's been on a long-term goal, especially that Grand Forks, but is looking at regional satellites. And oh, so sure. yeah. it is locally our hub here is in Fargo, but it's training some of our volunteers and that's, um, so this is phase three. This is, I, I don't know a timeline on this, oh, yeah. but, you know, in looking at our plan phase three is these regional satellites where we'd use a, a, a donated church space and whether that may be one Saturday a month, and we have a trained Gigi's volunteer in Grand Forks, in Minot, in 
you know, a community that's interested and we do the training and we have some of those program materials for them. And so is our phase three goal. We're very excited about it. These aren't concrete yet, but these are, you know, our future plans and our future goals. And I think, you know, for us to be able to outline these phases on really what's what the Down syndrome community and our families are looking for um, really helps us thrive within our mission um, for our for our families. Well, that's so cool. That's just uh, fantastic to to hear how the you know Gigi's Playhouse in Fargo is dreaming big and not just saying, "Well, this is we're going to just stay in our Fargo Warhead community because th- this is where we're at." But dream big, shoot for the stars, expand, expand throughout the state, share the, the, you know, resources and reach more people. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, and dovetailing into that was something I was going to touch on earlier. And that is, you know, you've got a space and you're surviving in the space and you're doing what you can. You're obviously utilizing every closet that you can. And then when you uh, find that you can move, or that you are forced to move, you usually say, well, maybe we should have had a little bit more space than we had. And so is the wish list kind of being put together such that you could indeed utilize that extra space that you didn't have at the at that uh, location? It for is. expanding those programs? Yeah. So with the opportunity to dream big, <laughs> We are, you know, as a board, as we've sent some feedback to our family. So it isn't just a four of us making decisions. It's a group effort. It's what's worked, you know, for what, what's working within our families, what's working with what programs, these dreams of programs we're looking at bringing to the Fargo Playhouse. And so um, we are dreaming. And I think that's helpful in developing these phases. And these phases are helpful to give us a timeline. So as insurance is finalized and we're, we're given that green light to say, okay, here's your plan to rebuild and where you can and looking at different space options. We are dreaming big. And I think that's one thing that we've realized, you know, our old, our, our previous playhouse was immaculate. It was, it was amazing in the resources and the space that we had, but now is our chance to look at how can we better serve our families. And, and that's really what we're looking at doing and um, making that you know, our center is not just open when we have our programs happening. It's a place for families to come in to now with COVID settling a little bit, you know, I think in the last year, it's been a little tougher just to welcome people in like we had used to, yeah. um, but come and utilize that gym space in between therapies or after school. And so that the center is being utilized more frequently, but yeah, the, the endless list of dreams. So it's, you know, the pros and cons. Um, so in kind of any brainstorming, you dream big, you have your pros and cons, what's going to work, what's not going to work. You know, here's this amount of square footage. Here's this amount of square footage. What can we do within that? Yeah. Our team has been brainstorming like you wouldn't believe. And it's really helped us with these phases and how we're developing that ultimate goal of plan of this process to rebuild this playhouse. So well, has there, unless I missed something, uh, was there kind of a broad uh, horizon time frame that maybe, I know it's going to be phases because you have to get, you know, you have to do stuff and expend stuff, resources that you have to first, you know, select an area, the building. But uh, w- did you mention any kind of a, like a 90 day, 120 day, six month, like time frame where 
the board kind of sees things kind of at least forming a, a little more clarity as far as what the roadmap might look like? I don't have specifics on dates. You know, our goal is to roll out some of our phases um, by July 15th, which mm. will help with a capital campaign to okay. help us obtain the funds we need to kind of move to establish each of these different phases um, okay. that we're obtaining. Um, so I know in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be very, very busy. In reality, I would love to tell you <laughs> in a year, I'd love to be sitting in our reopened facility and impacting families like we had been doing on a daily operational level. Um, mm -hmm. However, timelines change. You know, it's a goal. And I think goals are great to have, but I don't want to be bound to that goal. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, I'm going to say it's more of a dream and goal about a year from now, but with construction and hiccups and all of that, we went through a facility expansion in 2019. And we, you know, they give you a kind of an estimated date and it's you have to add about one or two months on after that till it's completely finished. And so yeah. um, kind of knowing that it's, yeah. it's helpful um, that we've gone through this process. But yeah, as far as a defined um, answer to that question, I don't have specific dates. I don't like to be tied into specific dates as we're still kind of, like I said, things are changing on a daily basis for us in regards to just kind of getting our feet back on the ground. And I think ultimately the goal is to have a couple more programs in our limited program um, calendar uh, back up for all ages. So that way we're influencing all ages, um, not just right. one or two programs. So in kind of short term, um, we're looking at bringing back uh, GG15 and adults and then our um, elemental P program as well as a school age program. So um, that's kind of our hat list here for the next couple of months as we have this space and are able to um, get those families back in this temporary location and start providing those opportunities. Well, that's great. That's an aggressive uh, campaign philosophy, and it uh, really draws upon bringing everybody in from all ages, not just having a top-heavy or young-heavy or anything. You're incorporating four programs that are varied enough that you can pull in a demographic that affects everybody that would normally be served there. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Brad, do you have any comments uh, that we haven't covered here on the? The way the way I heard about this um, was because Greg thought I already heard about it, but I heard about it on the news. I heard you speaking on the news one day, and so I go, "Wow!" And, you know, I didn't know anything about it until maybe a week, maybe a week to ten days later, and I called Greg and I said, "Is this true?" And he said, "Yes." So, wow. So, but, um, and they had pictures of it too. So, yeah. So it was a shame to hear about it, but I'm glad everything, uh, well, you can look at it up now. So, um, you know, I think the next version of Gigi's playoffs will be better and, and, and you know more powerful in the world in the world will get out and uh, more people show up hopefully and uh, be very successful which it already has but we'll, we'll um, hope and pray that everything goes well for you and I hope I can help pull in some donations for you and uh, 
I'll work on my end to try to do that and, uh, and we'll keep you in our prayers. Yep. And then just speaking of donations, so Heather, remind us how, if, if you know, people want to donate. So at JG's Playhouse, they are a five, 501c3 nonprofit organizations in the state of North Dakota. So all donations are tax deductible. So how can our listeners donate to Gigi's to help you rebuild? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Brad, Jennifer, and Greg. Um, We appreciate all the support and the thoughts and prayers. And as we go through this time, not knowing and kind of rebuild, but um, to support us, you can go to our website, ggsplayhouse.org backslash Fargo. And you can donate online via the green button right under that's right under it says rebuild the playhouse. If you wish to choose or if you choose to um, mail a donation, if you scroll down at the bottom of our website, it does have our PO box on there um, into that address. And so you can mail donations or even just thoughts. Um, We appreciate cards and thoughts. Um, We hang them in our temporary space. It, like I said, provides us that hope that we know we're going to get through this and that we are going to come out bigger and better and stronger. Like you said, Brad. So the website again is Gigi's Playhouse backslash Excellent. Easy to remember. And we'll uh, kind of uh, keep that uh, at front of mind and run that name out there a little bit so that people can uh, keep it uh, top of mind if they're so willing to donate. If it's even just, you know, a small amount, any amount, really, because you get a lot of small amounts that can add up to a pretty good amount in a real hurry. So, uh, just urge people to just think about uh, think about that, put it on their mind, and see if uh, they're led to do something like that for the uh, Gigi's Playhouse uh, Down uh, Syndrome Playhouse uh, facility there. So wonderful uh, follow-up podcast today. Not uh, not wonderful that you had the fire, but I'm glad that we were able to touch base and talk about you know what would how what devastation came of it. What did you lose? Uh, what have you done and, and what has the community done to come together? And I think we kind of went through all that and how you were able to, you know, kind of pick up the pieces in a pretty rapid manner, really, from the time it happened to the time where you're already working on integrating, you know, several of the of the programs that you want to that you want to integrate in there, you know, even if it's at a, at a temporary site. So I think there's obviously a lot of support for what you're doing there from the community, from people within the Down syndrome community, from the general community, and uh, just probably from a whole litany of different uh, sectors of the market. So thank you for what you're doing. You clearly have a passion for it. It looks like you're wearing all the hats, like you said, blue ones, red ones, uh, sideways ones, upside down hats, stocking hats, whatever hats you have, uh, you're wearing them. So um, again, like Brad said, we wish you all the luck and, uh, and uh, really are, and believe that uh, the Playhouse will indeed build back uh, better than it was in the beginning. And I would like you to keep us up to date so we can bring you back on again. And so we can keep people informed. So, okay. So. Anything else, guys? I don't think so. I think we should probably let uh, Heather get on with her busy uh, juggling of the balls she has in the air. So. Yes, a lot of stuff to do with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, all right. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of 
Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Jennifer, and thanks, Greg. Talk to you all soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal, sponsored by Rollaram. This podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rollaramp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.